Did you notice in this episode that uh, Joey's hair has like a, a swoop on the top and then it's like shorter? Yeah, I mean, it, it had that element. I feel like they've sculpted it even more this but time. But I was telling you how that guy, when I went to the hair salon this morning, he was there for an emergency haircut because he was like, I gotta keep it professional around the ears. I gotta keep it professional around the ears. Loopy on top, professional around the ears. And I feel like Joey really did not nail professional around the ears. Yeah, I mean, I think professional around the ears just means short. <laughs> I don't know why you have to, why you'd want to use some bizarre euphemism and just be like, just keep it short around the ears, short on the sides. <laughs> Everyone knows what that means. Professional around the ears. It's a, I don't know. This is episode three of Just Friends, where the podcast where a husband and wife, long-term husband and wife, talk about the show Friends on our first time watch through. So this episode, we also watched episode three of Friends, one episode per podcast. Uh, and this was called The One with the Thumb. And I was not prepared for what that might mean. Uh, but... Oh, yeah. Every sitcom has an A plot, a B plot, and a C plot. Well, at least A and B. At least A and B. Yeah. A and B guaranteed. C plot seems to be pretty common with friends as like we're watching these episodes. So the A plot is, I think, Monica dating Alan. Mm-hmm. The B plot is um, either Phoebe's Phoebe with money? the money or uh, I have another thing here that I can't really read what i wrote that was all i could oh 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 chandler smoking oh that's yeah. probably the yeah, c yeah, plot yeah definitely okay so b plot is phoebe phoebe's money phoebe keeps getting money and the c plot is uh chandler takes up and quits smoking in the same episode so he had stopped apparently yeah he was a previous smoker yeah which i don't know if they addressed that before but they so. certainly quickly brought it up and made him start smoking again yeah. um all right, yeah. so let's get into a plot territory. Uh, so, Ooh, I was loving Alan's look. That was classic, yeah. <laughs> like '90s hunk look. Like he was, yeah, swoopy hair and everything. Yeah, like I feel like he could have been in some sort of like a, I don't know, like a '70s rock band. Like, uh, is that like what Kenny Loggins looked like? Oh yeah, know. definitely. Was Kenny that Loggins sort of like, yeah, or like the the um, the Bee Gees or something? The oh, kind of Bee swoopy Gees, yeah. uh, and like a lot of facial hair. Yeah. Yeah, it was and real. Women, you real know, dating. today still like this look. Even with that like feathery swoopy Are hair, you kidding is me? that feathery swoopy hair is I... so in. Where you find you point to me? Just come to work with me at a tech me. company. And people are there are dudes with like swoopy old school hair. Are you serious? I don't mean like the top flop. No, no, no. Like this, this going straight back. Like the old feathery, like yeah. almost mullet. Yeah, I mean, I was look. having a conversation literally with a coworker on Friday where he has this swoopy back hair, and then he showed me what it looks like if he pulls it down, and I realized that all he has are just really long bangs. I, so, like, the rest of his hair is short, and then he has this hair, and it goes, like, he did all these, you know, he brought it, so it framed his face, and, yeah, and he looked yeah. like a real psychopath. Well, I'd love for you to point out to me, because I... I never feel like I see people with that style yeah. of hair, or else they look like anachronistic. Like they're just like from a different time period. Yeah. Could you be more of a douchebag? <laughs> Could so... you be more of a douchebag? <laughs> what are we supposed to use words? 
<laughs> he don't look right. Like, <laughs> yeah. you Thank you. Thank you for speaking my language. Okay, but yeah, I was surprised too. I was also surprised this happened while we were watching. Um, I thought that they were making fun of Alan uh, by they. I mean... The friend you know, crew. The friends, yeah. Monica's friends. Uh, yeah, because Monica's dating Alan and everyone is like, oh, Monica, you don't know how to pick... Yeah, dudes. they're always very critical of her yeah. mates. Apparently, Jennifer Classic Aniston here's a little plot. bit of uh, you know this is where I like to pick things apart. Uh, Jennifer Aniston knows Monica's whole dating history, even though at this time she's been there for two weeks, maybe. Yeah, and... let's let's be generous and call it a month. And she is like, oh yeah, I remember that guy with the lisp. <laughs> you know, everyone's laughing, and then Alan introduces himself with a lisp. However, it was lost on me that Alan was in on the joke. So I thought that Alan was also having a lisp. And and the fact that they never brought that up ever again yeah. was of no import to you. It was very confusing to me. I thought that they were all looking past the lisp to find out what a great guy Alan was. And I was like, such a progressive show. First they have the lesbian ex-wife. Now they have the And they've all grown lisp. and learned to yeah, accept exactly. the lisp. Yeah. And... I even have written here, uh, as a negative note, everyone openly laughs at Lisp Guy. <laughs> no, that's why he says hello, he pauses, and then he does the Lisp with like a shit-eating grin on his face. Like, this is hilarious. And I thought that he was just genuinely happy to meet people. <laughs> <laughs> Your innocence is alarming. <laughs> Lispy people need to meet others too. <laughs> you just socialize. So then I thought when they pretend in the next scene to not like Alan, that's, you know, part of the whole shtick. You were expecting them to rip on his lisp? Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> like, okay, here come the lisp jokes and I'm about to be uncomfortable. But then they're like, we love Alan. I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. <laughs> I'm glad I could shatter your view of the friend's world. <laughs> Other than that, I don't have much about uh, Monica and Alan dating. Um, other than they play a softball team at one point and Alan, you know, saves the game. Oh, yeah. Like, what? He, they're just throwing anyone on the softball team? Or are they just, <laughs> like, every week it's a new roster? Like, I don't yeah. know. And also, like, Monica, instead of going to watch this softball game that literally everyone she appears to know is playing <laughs> yeah. in, she just hangs out at the coffee shop. Yeah. Uh, oh, and when they get, they walk into the coffee shop looking all dejected and pretend like they lost, but they really won. And when they say they won, David Schwimmer pulls out like some pom poms <laughs> and starts shaking them. Like, where? why would he have those? Okay. And what? The only world thing that, that make makes sense? sense is those giant '90s pants he's wearing can obviously hide some pom poms. It's not about whether or not he could store them. It's why he would ever have them. Like, did he rob a cheerleader on the way to the coffee shop? Did some other adult bring those to their adult softball game? I mean, I can definitely see that. I don't know. Plus, all of their equipment was spotless. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And they were spotless. It was like when, uh, you know, we hiked the Inca Trail and then all those other people came wearing hiking clothes. Yeah, they were like the tourists that took the train. To Machu Picchu. Yeah. Yeah. And they were clean and we were like five days worth of filth on us. Yeah. Joey had brand new cleats thrown around (laughs) his neck. Like, what a game. Um, anyway, so they were playing a team called the Hasidic Jewelers. Vaguely anti-Semitic. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, it's not anti-Semitic, no, but it is hilarious. It's... I mean, it's just so real. And finally, a good New York joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Has has anyone in the show been called out as Jewish specifically? Uh, Monica and Ross must be Jewish. No, but no, I, that's not what I said. Like called, like they've never like made a reference to. There's been a, yeah, no right. reference to any religion in the show. Interesting, interesting. It does take a while for me to figure out the religions in Seinfeld as well. You know, like what's Elaine's situation? Do you know right now? <laughs> Why is it called Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I know in Seinfeld people have written a lot about this. How all the characters are like they're all jewish but they're just not like in the show they're not but it's all just like yeah, but jewish Jerry caricatures is jewish. yeah but like, the, the, like everyone else is like a jewish character like george is very like he's based on larry david yeah so it's a but in this show they've never addressed like any there's been well, no religious three jokes episodes in. yeah i mean this is i i know this is america so we expect people to be like wearing their religion on their sleeve you know like first episode establish everyone's religion yeah it's got to start in a church <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, I think, uh, does Jennifer Anderson say that she was leaving from a church? I guess not. She just says that she's leaving her wedding. I mean, her husband, his last name was Farber. He's obviously Jewish. Oh, well, you know, you're making the same assumptions I did. Geller is probably also Jewish. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Let's move on to the B-plot. <laughs> we could talk about who is and isn't a Jew all day. <laughs> Uh, and the B-plot is probably Phoebe's money, your girl. Oh, yeah. Um, I still, you know, it was still classic Phoebe doing weird stuff, having no connection to anyone in the show <laughs> at all. Just I know. Really off on her own. Yeah, it's like she's really untethered from uh, the other characters. Like, she's never hanging out with just, like, one other person in the show. Uh, like, Chandler and Joey, like, they hang out... Like, Ross hangs out with Rachel and Monica, and everyone is, like, you know... But Phoebe's... She's always just, like, with everybody. She's never just, like, with one person having some sort of, like, intimate conversation. She's always with everyone saying something insane about how she's finding toes, acquiring money, you know, that she is not uh, supposed to have, and all sorts of things like that. And that is the plot. Um, So Phoebe... Her bank gives her some money. They say like $500 we've deposited in your bank account. I believe in today's money that would be approximately $750. Um, (laughs) Did you do the inflation adjustment? This is just based on my knowledge of inflation. (laughs) Which, (laughs) if we haven't established yet, is (laughs) borderline infallible. (laughs) Give Becca any... (laughs) Any any, decade. Any any amount of of money... An amount of money in any currency in a year, and she can adjust it to any other currency for inflation. It's incredible. It's yeah, real idiot savant. Yeah, so I think uh, we can all accept that seven fifty is definitely the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I could not have lived if you didn't tell me that. So. So anyway, anyway, Phoebe gets 500 bucks. Yeah, and she is upset because she doesn't feel that this money is hers. Uh, I think she uses the phrase "karmic justice." Yeah, oh, does she? I think so. <laughs> so or, no, karmic debt. Oh, karmic debt. That makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. Um, so I said in the last episode that Chris is a total Phoebe. One of the things that happened with Chris's family is that before Chris went to college, he was sent two computers. You know, everybody bought a computer. We went to college a long time ago, so these were big Desk- physical desktops. Desktops, yeah. Um, 
so his family we ordered one ordered one and they were sent two from Dell and they decided to send one back. Chris they, did keep the better one. They being Chris's family. I mean, my mom. Yeah. Everyone Chris's else wanted is. to keep it. <laughs> but you know that you would feel the guilt. Yeah. I mean, I was raised by a total Phoebe. Yeah. And that wasn't even the first time that had happened. The year before that, they were redoing their kitchen and they were sent two stoves. And they sent one stove back. Yeah, I mean... Resale on a stove's got to be pretty decent. Maybe. Brand new, untouched stove. It's not like a car. Yeah, two hundred bucks is still two hundred bucks. I mean, I would sell it for you know whatever. Anything you get is a positive. Can you get a stone for a stove? A stove for two hundred bucks on Craigslist? Adjusted for inflation. <laughs> so this was two thousand five. Honestly, it's probably only two hundred and seventy-five dollars now. I don't think this math checks out at all. <laughs> yeah, you're right because it was two thousand and three. Yeah, we'll, we'll crunch the numbers later. Mm-hmm. So I think that that aligns with Chris's whole Chris is Phoebe thing. Um, but then she later finds a thumb in her in her drink. Some, yeah, that she buys and from she, a pretzel So she vendor, like, gives away the money and then she gets more money. And so she one of the ways that she gets more money is she finds a thumb. And I guess that that's the name of the title, the one with the thumb. Mm-hmm. However, another way that they talk about thumbs is at one point they cut into, yes, the whole... You hold your hand like an L, and Monica is saying, no. What they say, the it's length... It's the length between your thumb and your the tip of your index finger. Yeah, tip exactly. Yeah. And so all the dudes obviously do this so they can see, you know, how big their dicks are, even though I assume some dudes should know. Or maybe they're just seeing, is that accurate? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I'll check later. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a chance yet to use this newfound knowledge that I've gained about... <laughs> Yeah. You know, dick appraisal. But one of the weird parts is that Ross asks Monica, can he use either thumb? And she nods accommodatingly. Well, I think it was like a kind of a joke. Like, that's very clever, you know. Yeah, but they're brother and sister. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of... I, mean, I think we maybe spoke about this in the first episode about how it's kind of a bizarre, um, overly affectionate relationship between the two of them, which is why I didn't know they were brother and sister. Um for a little while and it was just a bizarre dynamic that they <laughs> shared with each other <laughs> um, but I assume he means like can you just you know hold one thumb as far as you want from the other index finger and oh, make I your assumed... dick as huge as you want <sighs> hilarious I mean isn't that the joke I thought that it was can I also you know because maybe your fingers are a little bit different and you're just looking for <laughs> centimeters here <laughs> he's looking He's trying to, at the margins, yeah. gain a few, like, millimeters. I mean, I'm because... not the one who's a dude who's hugely insecure about my dick size. That's your people's thing. No, because he says only, he says either thumb, not either hand. So I assume it means... Well, either thumb is the starting point. Yeah, and then the end point you could put anywhere if it's the other hand. All right. One thumb to any index. So is he saying that his dick is, like, tiny? As, so as big as his needs... wingspan, so I don't know. <laughs> Well, he Five needs foot six? the whole wingspan to tell women. Like, you know, they say it's uh, the distance between your thumb and your forefinger. And then he holds his whole wingspan out to be like, wink, wink. Maybe that's a terrible pickup line in a later episode. Hmm. Keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> Did you have any notes about the Phoebe money plot? Um, just how bizarre finding the thumb in the drink was and everyone just kind of like shook it off like oh like that's kind of weird and gross and it was like four seconds of content in the episode and nobody wanted to see the thumb if i hear a friend 
and they bring the soda to me and they say hey there's a thumb in the soda i've got to see that well and that she kept it and walked around with it if i opened it up there was a thumb in it i would probably just throw it out oh i would definitely keep it <laughs> or, i mean how are you gonna sue the company sue them for what the cost of your drink no, you're, uh, you know, emotional damage. I assume whoever's thumb it is has a better lawsuit against the company than, yeah, that than you. What, you think you can't live without a thumb? I guess you can. But it's probably a manufacturing uh, person. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you some sort of emotional distress type lawsuit, you'd yeah. be one of those terrible people that goes down that road. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, I am a lawyer, and it's, <laughs> lawyers are terrible. Yeah. All lawyers are assholes. Most lawyers are pretty good-natured about lawyer jokes and yeah. self-deprecating and disparaging about the other lawyers, the profession, the whole thing. Yeah. Like, they're all... No one's, like, super defensive about... If they are super <laughs> defensive, then that's, like, a red flag. Like, stop talking to this asshole lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. A little redundant, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a tip for all the listeners. <laughs> Insult lawyers immediately. If they respond defensively you don't need that person in your life yeah. like for all the girls who are on dating apps you know uh when you meet a lawyer or the guys if you meet a lady lawyer um or just a lawyer <laughs> lady, it is a separate degree <laughs> take, take a different bar uh, i'm looking for the lady lawyer bar <laughs> different lawyer lounges at the courthouses Uh, all right, so... <laughs> so I, I have no other... Aside from the fact that no one... It seemed to be just, like, par for the course that she found a thumb in her drink. I'm honestly um, surprised that you're not bringing this up as part of your theory that Phoebe is a serial killer. Well, I think that's why she she was so unsurprised by it. She's like, oh, I've seen severed appendages so many times mm-hmm. in my, you know, personal life, casual, free murder time. <laughs> casual, that, free murder time. Yeah. That she just, you know, was like, oh, like this is, you know, I don't want to drink it, but I've seen a, a, a you know, severed thumb before. Mm-hmm. So it's still, you know, point like 25 for Phoebe being a serial killer. Uh, <clears throat> I do have bad news about my theory. <laughs> yeah, it did not play out in this episode. You were looking for the lamp? I don't need to look for it because it's just not there. Well, it's not there now. Is it gone? It's gone. Oh, man. Yeah, they replaced it with some street lamps. Oh, it was also kind of in the way before. It yeah, but now there's a street lamp exactly where the old lamp used to be. Yeah, but at least the street lamp, like, goes to the floor. The other one was, like, just, like, hanging at, like, Oh, I can chest see what height. you mean. Yeah, with all those poofy sleeves yeah, like you can, the like, 90s. bump your head in. Yeah, yeah, sleeve catches on uh, yeah. some gilded edge. And yeah. Yeah, I was pretty sad to see that happen because I assume that I just happened naturally in production. Hope for that, yeah, exactly. A lot of hope for that theory. <laughs> I just can't believe that the dumbest theory I've ever heard died such a quick death. <laughs> There's just no legs to the lamp theory. Who could have foreseen that? <laughs> okay, so the B plot: Chandler uh, quits, <laughs> both starts he takes, and quits. He, he takes up smoking again mm-hmm. and then in the last moment quits for seven thousand dollars <laughs> yeah he Allegedly. really quits for seven thousand dollars i mean it because to be he seen. first quits because alan tells him something alan calls him 
at the coffee shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was about to go again. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. when he finds out that Monica broke up with Alan, he's like, I can't take this. I have to start smoking. It's true. And Phoebe is like, I'll pay you $7,000 if you never smoke again. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, you know, what's the payout schedule of this? Is it $7,000 up front? Because it's easy to say you'll never smoke again. And then start sneaking cigarettes, you know, a few months down the road, whatever, nobody knows. Sure. You're $7,000 richer, buys Doesn't a lot of cigarettes yeah. in uh, 1990. What is that adjusted for inflation? Oh, man. A pack of cigarettes in, what is this, 1993 or 1994 yeah. or something? Probably less taxes then. Oh, yeah. So I would say pack of cigarettes, 94, probably costs 365 <laughs> And in today dollars, in today's cigarette costs, it's like seventeen dollars in New York City. Sixteen dollars. Yeah, maybe for some. I feel like you can get some American spirits for like twelve bucks or something. Yeah, but let's just assume that they're paying. <laughs> they're getting the premium brands. Yeah. Maybe. Because back then they didn't have to buy American spirits. <laughs> that's, that's true. Um, one I mean, thing that I go ahead. Oh, uh, I mean the. They did introduce this plot line totally out of left field. I don't remember them ever addressing or bringing up the fact that Chandler used to smoke. It's only been two episodes. No, I know. But, I but, think that they introduced his past with smoking as good as you can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, it was very clear what was happening. Yeah. You know? Like, what are they supposed to do? Like, every single episode before this say, oh, <laughs> I, wish I, I wish this coffee was a cigarette. Okay, yeah. So just to let everyone who's listening to this know, Chris gave me a nod of, oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, that's basically a joke from uh, Happy Endings. but It's exactly a joke from Happy Endings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess they could. I assume that they wrote the first few episodes knowing what was coming in the future. Who cares, though? And they just couldn't think of uh, a way to... You don't have to establish a whole backstory for somebody who used to smoke. All right. Well, so anyway, so he takes it up again. I mean, and like people are still, he's still smoking inside at a coffee shop. Which, well, it is the 90s. Yeah, I mean, I know that that is a thing you used to be able to do. So this is interesting because uh, we've also been watching Sex in the City somewhat. I certainly have. Yeah, I tune in and out. Yeah, and in Sex in the City, Carrie, main character, big smoker, she's smoking pretty much everywhere. And in the early seasons, they're smoking really everywhere, you know, indoors and everything. And Sex in the City comes out much later, much like a few years after Friends premieres. Mm-hmm. And they're able to smoke indoors. Nobody cares. Everybody's smoking. It's not a thing. But I think that this is kind of revealing how Friends is filmed in L.A. Because everyone is like, oh, God, you're smoking? That's disgusting. What are you doing? Whereas at the equivalent time in New York, everyone would have been smoking. But L.A., everyone knows, hated smoking for years. Even today in California, you know, you can't smoke. Sure, shoot up heroin on the street and pass out. Nobody cares. But smoking, disgusting. Yeah, I can smell it. But yeah. I mean, I've never been to LA. I, I've heard it's a but more, you've been to San Francisco. more health conscious. Yeah, there are certainly. You can mm-hmm. uh, either work in tech or die of a heroin overdose. And you're it's definitely only, not smoking. It's the only two paths. Yeah. You, you can, if you die with a cigarette in your hand, they just leave you on the streets to rot. <laughs> Yeah, they want to help the heroin and the opioid addicts. The smokers, go fuck yourself, die. Yeah. Uh, Those are the rules. With the whole smoking thing, this was kind of in the opening, uh, there was like a little bit of an anti-gay joke there, I think. 
Oh, right. When uh, Joey is supposed to be acting and smoking, and uh, Chandler, this is how they actually establish Chandler's whole Chandler tells him smoking to, backstory. Yeah, Chandler tells him to relax his wrists, and he like droops it dramatically. You know, to very harsh incline he's like whoa not so much you know like that's too and the, Joey's an, an like effeminate, whoa you know and yeah. you're like whoa 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 and Chandler's like hey and, <laughs> and you can feel the subtext of like oh I'm not yeah. gay yeah I'm not gay either yeah mm-hmm. two straight dudes just, just being like, straight hey, you know, rehearsing for a play or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> straight dudes doing straight things I do want to come back a little bit to Wig gate. Okay. I do think it Jennifer Aniston starts wearing extensions in this episode. So her hair's a lot puffier in the back, and I think that uh, it's definitely fuller. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know what the techniques are for achieving that. Mm-hmm. If you can do it in a reliable way that would work for a TV production um, without adding artificial. So some of the stuff, hair stuff that I have is like um, fake hair that you can put underneath, like by at the nape of your neck. So then the rest of your hair looks fuller. So you have your real hair on top, fake hair underneath. So then it's like, ooh, look at all this hair I have. Yeah. Well, I feel, I feel like she's settling into uh, the the Rachel mm-hmm. that I've Absolutely. come to understand. Um, where it just is like this big kind of, it's like a like a huge bob that just sort of like engulfs your whole head. And I don't know why having making your head huge was a an important thing in like the 80s and 90s, but... Well, if you're in the South, it's still important. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Volume and status. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they were adding some sort of artificial, you know, <laughs> elevators. I don't know what the uh, cosmetological term is. I actually don't either. Again, another reason to get a wig expert on this show. Yeah. Uh, any other, I mean, any other wig-related updates? Do no you still updates. think David Schwimmer... Oh so yeah. Think, if anything, like I was watching this episode, I'm like, oh god, definitely wig. They've they've just padded it a little bit more. I, I think mean, his regular hair is like that, but flatter. I don't know. If that's a wig, then that's amazing work. Um, so I don't know. I still don't agree, but it's good work if it is. <laughs> one of the other things I noticed is that Phoebe is wearing uh, one of those stretchy necklaces of the '90s. Do you remember those? You might not. But there were these, like... Like the choker things? Yeah, the choker. Yeah. And they would, like, get really small. They were kind of brown when they expanded, and everyone wore them. They were, like, plastic. Yeah, I do kind of remember her um, in something like that. Mm-hmm. She had, like, peace necklaces. I feel like oh, she definitely yeah. is supposed to be, like, the, oh, the, the, the loopy, hippie, weird one of Which the crew. Which is why she does, like, her own thing. Yeah. That's why she, yeah, she can't be tamed. <laughs> um, uh, I think... They've established a new low in wardrobe for that number that Chandler was wearing. He had that, Ooh, yeah. like, brown pat. Like, it was, like, different shades of... It's, like, black and brown pieces stitched together to make a vest. And then a tie that was, like, black, brown, and white with, like, some white, splotchy, you know, oval-shaped things on it. I don't know what it was or in what setting that would be appropriate, but it was... It was definitely the most heinous thing that anyone has worn on the show so far. What I'm wondering is, has business casual changed? You know, in the 90s, was business casual much more flexible? Like, but because business casual now, pretty clean, strict, 
you know, look. Sure, slacks and a button-up, whatever. Yeah. And it's like baseline. maybe a few years ago, you would have to wear a tie, which it seems to be the case here, because they all wear ties all the time. Yeah. But now is business casual involving various pieces, vests that are all sorts of colors, ties that mismatch and are loose? I think you, I think you can still do that now. It's just that things... That type of style is just not in vogue, and yeah. if you wore that, you oh, would look ridiculous. Oh, you could ridiculous. definitely wear this at my work. Yeah, sure. Some, whatever, some weird tech company with a bunch of young people, they'd be like, oh, that's so, whatever, ironic, mm-hmm. vintage whatever. But if you worked at, like, a, whatever, some Wall Street firm that requires business casual every day, and you showed up with some funky, you know, multi You better be a fabric really good fucking va- <laughs> yeah, 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 you better be indispensable, because <laughs> you are not towing the... A sartorial line and it will be gone but yeah that was definitely the worst thing that I think anyone has worn on the show um, so far which I personally am keeping a running <laughs> a running tally of I have not been paying attention I like a, I look forward to your future updates of worst thing worn on the show thus far yeah I mean Joey had a beautiful white like Oxford, like button up shirt, like white yeah, corduroy. Yeah. <laughs> was, I liked it. With like double, like, uh, mm-hmm. like almost like a lapel mm-hmm. almost. It was, it was truly stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was, that was striking. The one, the thing that Chandler had on was just, it looked like someone just like swirled a bunch of black and brown and white paint together. Um, and it somehow turned itself into a vest and a tie. That's kind of how I would describe you. I don't wear vests ever, so I reject your characterization. I noticed that they're kind of nice friends uh, to some extent. It's like they're nice and mean friends. So they're nice friends in that Jennifer Aniston delivers them all the wrong coffee or tea, whatever. Oh, the wrong wrong drinks. Yeah. And they're all like, wow, great job. And Mm. then, you know, they switch it afterwards. Hilarious. Uh, But they're mean friends sometimes so when they were doing that it reminded me of our friend john who has the actually nice friends mm-hmm. and how uncomfortable we were but then the norm normal times they remind me of us like where we're all shitting on all of our friends all the time yeah i mean they're definitely not they're certainly not to the extent of like always sunny where they're mm-hmm. just all pieces of shit yeah they're not even to the point of seinfeld where they are just constantly like you know very sarcastic all the time always ribbing very like rarely friendly or like sincere or anything like that and what about happy endings uh i feel like there there's only more moments of like actual you know like emotional camaraderie kind of things in happy endings really than i feel like happy endings is between seinfeld and friends in terms of how willing <laughs> like they're certainly they're terrible to each other in yeah, happy endings we've got, sometimes we've got to map all this out 40 cents on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you want to see uh, a hastily thrown together infographic (laughs) that plots uh, how terrible these ensemble sitcom casts are to each other, (laughs) if we got good news for you. (laughs) 40 cents. (laughs) 40 cents. (laughs) Does anyone have these a la carte Patreons where you just... You don't pay, like, amount per month. You just show up and be like, eh, I'll buy that 50 cent, you know, <laughs> that one outtake. No, but, like, why should that stop me from coming up with my great ideas of 30 cents, 40 cents? I mean, that's true. Why, why let other people's models dictate your own? Maybe they're all doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'd rather get... A dollar twenty. 
yeah, then zero because no one wants to commit exactly. five dollars a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think I am mostly uh, wiped out on my. Um, oh no, there is one. <laughs> so it happened relatively early in the episode. They someone buzzes Monica's apartment, and the buzzer sound that they use is terrible. It's like a, right. it's like real low rent. It doesn't doesn't sound like it's in the room at all. It just sounds like a stock. Like it was definitely added in post. There was no buzz there. It doesn't sound like it's just yeah. like, it doesn't sound like it's in the room at all. It's just like a buzz. It's just like Meh. I mean, it, but it wasn't bad in that it was a bad sound. It was bad in that it just wasn't integrated into like the the sound of the show at all. Oh. Like they didn't do anything to work it in. Like it was just like here's this stock buzz that we yeah. found. Let's just plop it here. Like it didn't sound like it was in the room. It didn't sound like it just sounded terrible. Like it was just like a like just mm. like added in post with little effort. And it was really a uh, I found it very jarring. <laughs> oh, really took you out of the episode. In the moment, it was just like, where's that? What is that? Where's that coming from? Oh, my God. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, for me, that was... I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I don't like when shows just kind of phone it in on, like, the little... Like, an an easily done detail. You can just... You don't have to work very hard to make that sound decent. And they just, like, eh. Just plop it. Drop it. No big deal. And and that's my final point. (laughs) I want to go out and high, and <laughs> and I, you nailed it. I, yeah, I crushed it. Yeah. You have anything to say about lamb chop? Because it got pretty excited when that came on. Oh, I mean, I I hadn't thought about lamb chop in a very long time. Um, At least in this first season of Friends, it seems like one of the themes is everybody watching TV and talking about the TV shows that are on. So last episode it was actually Three's Company, show I used to watch. So I totally related with that. This one was Lamb Chop, a show I hated, so I also still related with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't remember a whole lot. I remember there was some song from Lamb Chop. Oh, I it, won't sing I was, it. Uh, I don't Do know. There was something about, like, Lamb Chop's underwear. Oh, I thought you were going to sing it. Lamb Chop's underwear, a special pair that you can wear. I have no idea if this was, like, a separate product or fuck? a parody or, like, what it was, but it's in my Lamb head. Lamb Chop's underwear? I don't, it may not even be real, but it's in my head. And it's very, like, fleshed out. <laughs> I either construct this out of whole cloth from other, you know, disparate memories about the puppeteering, you know, lamb okay. chop thing. I think what And some other people... underwear commercial. <laughs> but I have that in my head. Lamb chops underwear. A special pair that you can wear. That's it. I don't even know what to say about that. But it does kind of fit into my theory that you were molested as a child. By a puppet? <laughs> That was a, a Kimmy Schmidt plot. Oh, yeah, it was. And yet it stirred up no lost memories in me. But now Lamb Chop. It stirred up memories of a song that may or may not exist. So I think when most people think of Lamb Chop, they would think of the song that never ends. Oh, yeah. Now that you say it, not I... this Lamb Chop's underwear. Yeah, why? I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll explore this in my own time after we're finished recording. <laughs> Not something I want to hash out right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe time to start seeing a therapist. <laughs> Who has the money or the time? Mm, so true. Um, all right. So for my random friends quiz, uh, Matthew Perry, which one of these actresses was he linked to in dating? <laughs> Alanis Morissette, Lizzie Kaplan, 
she's the one from uh from oh god Ugh. yeah that show that we like where they're catering party down yeah she's the chick from party down that's lizzie kaplan oh uh like the main the one who's in um the chick she in master of sex yeah okay uh yasmine bleeth she was like a hot one from baywatch yeah i know that name yeah she's like a dark the, hair the one that's not light skin pamela anderson mm-hmm. yeah i, mean, I don't remember what she's she not looked. pamela anderson <laughs> and julia roberts who was matthew perry linked to mm-hmm. um i feel like it's alanis morissette or yasmine bleeth i don't know why when you said Alanis Morissette, I oh, that stuck out to me, but I don't know. I'm thinking. I feel like I'm thinking of someone else. No, no, I'm gonna go with Yasmin Bleeth. Not bad. So the only answer that was wrong was Alanis Morissette. Ooh, like that because she wrote that song about some other famous person, Dave I, something from uh, Full House. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Uncle. I feel like it's Uncle Joey, or maybe it's not Uncle Joey. I don't know. It's another show I haven't yeah. seen. <laughs> uh, but he actually dated Lizzie Kaplan for a long time, and Yasmin Bleeth, and uh, Julia Roberts. So you still got it wrong. You said which one of these people? Yeah, but what I meant was which ones. You, that's not fair. <laughs> it doesn't... Listen, French trivia isn't always going to be fair. Uh, maybe I won't play next time. Well. Just... I'll hit, I'll hit stop on the recording. Good luck getting <laughs> your stupid questions into the podcast. <laughs>